on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. It is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can see, Mark Porter and Bill Kerlick have joined us. Full house today as we get rolling on what is our arguably the most popular show of the week. I don't want to blow smoke over anything internal here, but it's done quite well, gentlemen. We've already had a little pregame discussion, as always. The pregame show is the real premium stuff. I wish we could broadcast that, but you cannot, or we would not be employed. We've been talking quarterback. Obviously, it is the key position, and we are very fortunate here at Ohio State. I had a discussion with someone yesterday that, in terms of stress level, quarterback should be eliminated going forward, considering Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, et al. have proven, regardless of the individual, he is going to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Now, that will be more difficult this year, given the circumstances, but it's always fun to talk quarterbacks at Ohio State. They are QBU and wide receiver U right now, so that's great. So, we all know in the class of 2024, Dylan Riola was committed for some time. We thought we had that one put to bed. Then he decommitted where he will land. Nobody knows. Nebraska or Georgia, it seems like. But now Ohio State's back in the pool for a 24 quarterback. One of the names that has come up frequently, and we discussed it because it is one of those names that you won't forget when you hear it, Air Noland. And yes, Air as in Jordan. Not sure it's his real name. Bill will let us know. Bill? You've had plenty on Mr. Nolan up there recently. Bring us up to speed, and then let's start talking context and the QB board in 24. Well, Air Nolan will be at Ohio State at the end of March, March 31st. I checked with him again yesterday. That visit is still on. Uh, He's very much looking forward to it. Uh, He is talking to Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, or one of the two at least almost every day, he told me yesterday. And... um, He says it's going very well. He feels like he's done everything he can in his power at this point to get an Ohio State scholarship offer, and we'll see if that comes at the end of March. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Sometimes they like to do that. They wait and uh, actually offer the uh, person in person, so it wouldn't shock me at all. And uh, he is hoping for that offer. It's an offer he would like to get. Um, On the other hand, if it doesn't come, you know, he's – pretty content. He's got quite a nice list of scholarship offers. So, um, you know, he's a left-hander about six foot three, 195 pounds and uh, more of a pocket type guy, but 
uh, can use his legs and do a little running when he needs to. Uh, very, as I put it, prolific. He helped lead his team, Langston Hughes, to a 15-0 record state championship in 6A Georgia football, which they're playing good They're playing good teams, suffice to say. So uh, he's tested, and it'll be interesting to see if he gets that offer when he comes up on March 31st. Teammate of class of 2023 commitment, Jelani Thurman. That never hurts. Um, Jelani Thurman, I have had a couple of people tell me hopes are extremely high for Jelani Thurman. I think they think they got a really special player. And if you consider his lineage, his mom was a hooper at Georgia. His dad, Odell Thurman, who was a fantastic linebacker at a, at a, Georgia and Cincinnati when equipment was in trouble. But um, so we'll keep an eye on him. Let's talk quarterback a little closer to home here. This is not necessarily the most well uh, publicized, well publicized, not the right, heralded class in Ohio in 24. We know in 25, you've got the Montgomery, uh, Tavian Sinclair duo who are already making their name known on the national scene. 24, not the same. However, there are a few guys to keep an eye on, and I will put mine in the ring. I am a big fan of Tim Carpenter at Trotwood. He is a Dayton guy, so I have seen him come up. He is, uh, he's got the it factor. I don't know how else to describe it. He's just a winner, super smart. Um, he knocked out our high school in um, basketball, he plays for Trotwood. Trotwood had an unbelievable set of injuries when he was a freshman. He was the freshman point guard. They beat us in the tournament. He played center as a freshman. He's that kind of uh, throw him into the big scene and he will make it happen. Just got an offer from Yale. He's not going to have the offer list of, you know, the other dudes that they're going to be considering. Uh, the national prospects they're going after, like Julian Sainz, committed to Alabama, and Jaden Davis, who was uh, apparently a Michigan lean. But, Mark, what is Tim Carpenter like? Bring us up to speed, and then how does he fit in the mix? It's not an easy thing to get an offer at Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, the first thing you know about Carpenter is when you see him, he's impressive to look uh, look at when you see him standing out of the field. Uh, he looks like a 6'4", 6'5", type player out there where he could be the biggest player on the field, almost has a tight end body, like too big for receiver. Uh, I, I don't want to say I, I don't want to say he's Terrell Pryor because he doesn't run like Terrell Pryor, and I don't want to say he's Cardell Jones because he doesn't have the maybe the howitzer that Cardell Jones has yet. But somewhere in between those two, there's a hybrid, and you have Timothy Carpenter. A smart guy that likes to use the pocket, likes to spin it, has a good motion and delivery, but he gets in the open field and there's there's people that can't run with him, you know, and good players that can't run with him. So I think he is definitely a threat with his feet, maybe more than we lead on. You know, I think a lot of these quarterbacks are uh, trying to stay in the pocket more and use their weapons before they take off. And he seems like that uh, type of ilk, but yeah, he's a big time player. He's a little bit more raw than some of the other quarterbacks, I'd say. Like, has a little more developing, maybe some seven-on-sevens this summer. You'll see him click a little faster. And I think what I mean by that is he'll anticipate more than react. Right now, you maybe see a, a receiver get opened, and he'll react to it where he'll anticipate that kid getting open and that ball will be hitting him in the face mask when he comes out of the break. Those little things are coming for him. And he has the upside that whoever puts their time into him 
I think they get a special guy at the end of the day. Bill, given the fact that I don't want to call it a sandwich year, if that makes any sense in 24 in terms of quarterback recruiting, do you think they'd be more apt to take a guy, one, from Ohio, and two, that maybe requires a little more work? Or are they – listen, when you can go – when you can get – I mean, the list of guys who have decommitted from Ohio State is almost as impressive as the list of guys who've committed. And they're able to, you know, go back out and get a Devin Brown or a Lucas – a Lincoln kind of Keenholz so quickly. Do you think that will keep them from doing a Tim Carpenter Avenue kind of thing? I think they're just going to go for the very best guy they can get. And as we talked about, you know, pre-show, um, there's no worry. <laughs> they're not even remotely close to panic mode. They're uh, taking their time. They're resetting their board. They're evaluating. They're going to – they don't offer quarterbacks almost ever unless they see them throw in person. So they'll see more guys throw this spring. They'll see more guys throw in the summer. And as you alluded to, Dan – um, the last two quarterbacks that they signed, they got in on both of them really late, and they were both flips. Devin Brown, of course, uh, was one time committed to USC, and then Lincoln Keinholz at one Keenholz, but one time was committed to uh, uh, Washington. Um, so you know, there's no worry. And you go back before that, he wasn't committed elsewhere, but C.J. Stroud was a guy that they didn't even start recruiting until. December of his senior year in high school. His senior season was over yep. when they when they started recruiting him. And lo and behold, he ends up at Ohio State. So there's no panic whatsoever. And getting back to Tim Carpenter, um, kind of along that line, along that same theme, um, kids are interested in Ohio State if you're a quarterback. Um, Tim Carpenter is interested in Ohio State, definitely. I talked to him uh, a, a number of weeks ago, and he said that if Ohio State comes calling, he is absolutely very uh, much ready to listen. And when um, Rayola decommitted, I talked to many of the top quarterbacks across the country, uh, got the same answer from virtually every one of them. If Ohio State comes calling, they're ready to listen. So it's a situation as – as you alluded to, Dan, and as we talked about pre-show, no worry. You know, they're, they're very confident that they're going to eventually get an Ohio State caliber guy. And if that's Tim Carpenter, fine. If it's someone else, they're going to go for the best guy they can get. Okay. Coy Beasley was put in here. I think we, if he's already in the thing with Carpenter. Yep. Do you think we offer Coy Beasley and Timothy Carpenter? Introduce us and give us your uh, vibe on that. Yeah, um, Coy Beasley uh, burst on the scene a sophomore year with a 60-yard dash time, I think, in indoor track season. It was one of the best in the nation. Uh, he was really undersized then but as far as weight. I uh, saw him this year, and he's playing receiver and DB, and he looks so good and explosive. I don't know whether uh, – LaSalle. He's from Cincinnati, LaSalle. Uh, and I'm not sure if he's a receiver or a defensive back now because – he was so good on offense, and they used him so much on offense. A lot of his footage is offense. Uh, I know Alabama's been sniffing around. I don't know if Alabama has offered or not. I heard they did. Uh, but he is a pure speed guy, That's not the offer. biggest guy in the world. So if you take him at receiver, does he fit a mold you're looking for? Uh, I don't know if he's a, as a polished of a route runner at receiver yet. Do you think he's just – you know, a pure athlete that's learning it over there and getting better week by week type of player. Uh, Treon Nichols from Cincinnati Withrow is another corner in the class 
who was similar to him, ran a great 100-meter time down at the state uh, championships last year. Notre Dame offered. Some other big-time schools has offered. So if Ohio State's going to pop another offer, uh, it could be one of those guys. But I also like the defensive back at uh, Cincinnati Moeller that's headed to Notre Dame. Uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um... Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Sorry to give you dead air there, but the defensive back at uh, Cincinnati Moeller headed another name. There's three more in the class in addition to uh, Aaron Scott and Bryce West. So this may be one of the deepest corner classes in Ohio, depending on where you put someone like Coy Beasley. But he's definitely a player that, yeah, like Timothy Carpenter, as I'm looking at my list, those are the next best guys if you're at Ohio State and you're saying, hey, we want to be a little bit Ohio-centric and make sure we err on the side of having more Ohio guys than less. Uh, yeah, and maybe I just saw uh, Beasley with the Georgia offer. I know he's kind of blowing up, and a lot that of people haven't up. really seen him. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Carson, Carson Hobbs is the kid. Uh, Thank you, Bill. Uh, from Muller is committed to Notre Dame. And um, getting back real quick to what Mark was talking about, um, uh, the Coy Beasley, he, um, he is an outstanding player on both sides of the ball. High State is looking at him. They haven't offered yet, as Mark mentioned, but they are recruiting him or looking at him as a defensive back primarily. Uh, so we will see. But uh, he is interested in the highest state. If they offer, he'll he'll take a look. And then the other guy that uh, Mark mentioned, uh, Tarion, he also is definitely interested in Ohio State. So uh, those guys are, you know, if Ohio State comes calling again, they're going to listen. Right, we're going to take a quick break, pay some podcast bills. And we're back. Let's hit the low-hanging fruit from a publicity standpoint. John Kitna has been named the head football coach at Lakota East High School. The Cincinnati quarterback actually was, and I digress slightly here, a wonderful quarterback's coach with the Dallas Cowboys. And I was actually hoping they'd bring him back because – He's the Dak Whisperer, but I digress. He's taken over at Lakota East, just outside Cincinnati, a big, big public school. Um, there are Buckeyes on the roster from there. It's an interesting uh, move. He's obviously dealt with some stuff. His son got his elder son gotten some issues down at Florida. I'm not sure where that stands, but he has another son, J.T. Kitna, 2025 quarterback i know nothing about him 
Mark, I'm kind of ambushing you here. Do you know anything about him? And look, you have to assume if his older brother went to Florida and his dad is John Kitna, that JT Kitna will be a quarterback prospect. Your thoughts? Yeah, you gave me some homework. And what's funny is uh, if you know anything about Lakota East, they don't run a quarterback-friendly offense. Austin Sierra Bell played. Yeah, the Austin Sierra Bell played in a run-first, punch-you-in-the-face, triple-option offense where the quarterback was lucky to get three to five passes a game type offense. So, obviously, that's going to change. Uh, he was not the starting quarterback when I went to see them last year, so I don't really have the book on him. I'm sure there's JB tape or 7-on-7 seven seven tape out there, and we'll, we'll do our homework here at Scouting Ohio on that. But uh, that being said, Lakota East is up against it because Bolden over Lakota West – is building a powerhouse. You said there was Austin Sierra Bell, a Buckeye on Lakota East. Right. Lakota West has numerous Buckeyes, and they keep pumping them out. So they're like a Glenville down south right now, and they have stolen players from Lakota East in the past couple of years. Uh, I don't want to butcher the name, but uh, the Benny Powell kid, the defensive back, was from Lakota East and out Lakota West. So they've actually had a migration of talent go to the West. So uh, John Nitna, Kitna, Definitely a fan. Remember him with the Seahawks going back right. a ways, I think, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, let's see what he does there, but I can expect a total makeover for that program. Uh, a passing offense will be installed because I'm assuming his son is going to have to pass the ball to be a scholarship quarterback. Yeah, I do remember. I, hold on a second. I, I, I know the trivia question with John Kidna is he played football at a college that no longer offers football. <laughs> So I don't remember the name, but it wasn't it wasn't a proud program. Go ahead, Bill. I believe Kitna's son was at Burleson, Texas last year, I believe. Um, and he does he does have a couple offers, several offers already. Uh, I think including um, Baylor and Houston, I believe. So uh, I would, you know, I again I haven't uh, looked into that yet, but I assume that he would right. be coming uh, up here to Ohio with his father. And that's a pretty good move in. Yeah, it's a de decent, you'd say. And I do think, like you said, Mark, uh, we get too deep in the woods here, but Lakota East and Lakota West are both the kind of programs that are huge public schools, and you get them all. You can win a state championship at those schools if you get things going in, in the right fashion. So, um, like you said, it's probably an arms race in Lakota or the Westchester area now to build up the powerhouses. And you've also got the nice private school vibe down in Cincinnati. So this will only include uh, improve likely the overall quality of play in Ohio, which is great for Ohio. Um, let's talk about some other really good questions in here. I wanted to hit one here real quick. Oh, that's a yeah. There's a lot of talk about Larry Johnson that we'll get to at some point, I guess, on another show. But I, we're not going to do that. Bill, what is the latest on the visit weekend coming up? I know we've had a bunch of dudes uh, hop on for that one, and then also we've had a couple more offers go out this week. Maybe just some current events to kind of wrap things up here. Well, the the visits will start uh, the week of March seventh. That's the first day of Ohio State spring practice. March 7th. They practice twice that week. March 7th, a Tuesday, and March 9th, a Thursday. Yeah, March they 7th have, is the first day of spring practice. Right. And then they take a week off for Ohio State spring break. They're off 
basically March 11th through March 19th. And they come back that week and then it's uh, it's pedal to the metal as they're practicing uh, uh, generally three times a week all the way till the spring game, April 15th. So uh, they'll have some visits March 7th and March 9th. They'll have a lot of visits after that, you know, from uh, uh, March 21st on. But uh, as you mentioned, Dan, you know, we're adding guys every day. If you go it's to the bucket front row message board there's a running thread of guys visiting ohio state uh and that gets changed every day in fact uh i'll be changing that uh, later today because another player has told me that they're going to be visiting ohio state uh that being jake wheelock who i like kid from down there dayton stebbins i Powerhouse. i think he's underrated I really like, and I think Mark feels the same way a bit too. That uh, I think this kid can be a pretty good player. High State hasn't offered him yet, but he is definitely on their radar, and I think he'll camp at Ohio State this summer and look for an offer. But um, uh, similar to Zach Myers for Miamisburg. Yeah. Um, uh, so March seventh, you've got Mark uh, uh, Mark Navy from um, uh, Toledo, who Ohio State's offered. He's going to be visiting that day, and. You know, you look at March 9th, there's a there's a, a bunch of guys, a number of guys visiting. Uh, most of them that first week will be Ohio guys. And then starting after spring break is when you really get into a lot of guys um, visiting Ohio State, big names from out of state. And, and, I, and I might add that um, current events, um, I, I think that, Mark, you did a, um, an evaluation on Jordan Lyle, the running back. Definitely. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, from Florida. Yeah, he uh, he's really fast. Well, uh, he's going to be visiting Ohio State uh, late March, if I recall. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, he's going to be visiting Ohio State, and uh, it's going to be a multi-day visit. Actually, it's uh, March 23rd to the 25th. Um, that'll be interesting. You know, he's, he's a guy that uh, if you watch his tape, he really runs well. And Ohio State has offered him. He, of course, attends uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, which is literally a factory for football players. Running back-wise, the first one that comes to my mind is James White, the guy Wisconsin, and the Patriots, the Bosa brothers, Michael Irvin. Is that good? Um, so very impressive. Keep it locked in here, Bucknutters. Like Bill said, it is fast and furious. I work here, and I have trouble keeping up with all the offers and what Bill's getting done in a furious level of activity. And all these names that we've brought up here, Mark is going to have evaluations on all these guys since that's what we do. So we'll be completely up to speed as we knock it out here and stay on the recruiting trail. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Thank <laughs> you.